0: Well, well, the TJ Watt situation seems all the more murkier today after Mike Tomlin's press conference. Tomlin practically vomited rainbows regarding his optimism vis-a-vis Watt playing on Sunday at Buffalo. Tomlin said he expects Watt to practice tomorrow and is optimistic a contract will get done in time. But Jerry Dulack of the Post-Gazette reported shortly afterwards that the Steelers and T.J. Watt have yet to finalize a new contract that is expected to make their all-pro outside linebacker the highest-paid defensive player in the NFL because they cannot agree on several items, most significantly the amount of guaranteed money. That's from Jerry Dulack of the Post-Gazette team sources so Tomlin says it's imminent and we've heard that bull crap before Jerry Dulac says it looks like no go for now and I would much sooner believe Jerry Dulac than I would Mike Tomlin because the Steelers lie all the time Tomlin said and I quote I'm anticipating quality play from Watt this weekend and beyond he said regarding Watt's conditioning We'll play it by ear. I'm not going to assume he's regular or normal. I wouldn't be surprised if he performed and performed well. Unquote. Yeah, okay, if he plays at all. There's also a report that the Steelers may break long-standing team policy and negotiate with Watt after the season starts. But there's speculation too that they're telling Watt that to try to get him on the field tomorrow and at Buffalo to play in their opener on Sunday. So again, no clarity is imminent regarding the T.J. Watt situation, and I don't mind at all because that is what's best for business. This is the Mark Madden Show. I work heel and I work stiff. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call or... You can do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter at Mark Madden X. Tomlin pretty much just threw his usual bunch of empty platitudes combined with absolute horse manure out there today. He wouldn't say who the nickel's going to be because God forbid Buffalo would find out. It's a lot different to prepare for Pierre than it is Lane. That could be the difference in Sunday's game. Uh... Tomlin didn't say that, but it's certainly implied, and it's silly. Tomlin likes Dan Moore, yada, yada. Zach Banner had a setback with his knee injury. Gee, what a surprise. It's at the point where you don't know what to say about a lot of this crap. We're going to talk at length about the Buffalo Bills, the Steelers' Week 1 opponent, a little bit later. Uh, First and foremost, in my concerns regarding that matchup Sunday at Buffalo, is who the frig is going to cover Diggs? We should be talking about Diggs a lot more. He led the NFL in receiving yards last year. He's got a top-five quarterback throwing him the ball. Who in the frig is going to cover Diggs? And if you double up on dude, well then, Cole Beasley runs wild, just like COVID will if he don't get vaccinated they got a decent tight end, too. They never run the ball, but uh, again, I ask, who's going to cover Stefan Diggs? But mostly, we're going to talk about T.J. Watt, because that is the news of the day. Aditi Kinkabwala from the NFL Network reported, the Steelers' commitment to one main tradition, refusing to offer full guarantees beyond year one, is threatening to sink these T.J. Watt negotiations. Source had me optimistic last week that things were close. After convo with folks closer to contract talks just now, I'm not as much. And, of course, all the fanboys are defending TJ Watt. Just pay him what he wants. You got to pay him. He's a -a once-in-a-lifetime player. Yeah, he's not once-in-a-lifetime. Exhibit A, Mean Joe Green. He's not once-in-a-generation. Exhibit B, Aaron Donald. He's a real good outside linebacker. Is he worth giving a hundred million to? Is he worth giving quarterback money to? Is he worth giving a hundred mil guaranteed? When the most Ben Roethlisberger ever got was thirty-seven. Honestly, I don't care, but I don't think so. Couple tweets on the matter. Tweets brought to you by Labatt Blue Light Seltzer. George tweets, this team doesn't even have a long-term quarterback plan. They need to worry about that before handing out hundreds of millions of dollars to TJ, Minka, and Hayden. Jim tweets, TJ Watt signed a contract and needs to honor it, just like y'all wanted Bell and all those college loan recipients to do. That's pretty funny. Sherrick tweets, folks really believe TJ Watt is a generational talent? You guys are delusional. There's someone named Aaron Donald, Khalil Mack, Miles Garrett, and even another Watt from the same generation who are all better. Quit it. Seek help. Yeah, Donald's clearly better. You can make that argument for Mack and Garrett. And J.J. Watt, who's a, a bit older, he won Defensive Player of the Year three times, as has Aaron Donald. Compared to T.J. Watt, not one effing time. Uh, Coach Warzu tweets, TJ Watt is not a -a once-in-a-generation player. Can we please stop this? It's getting absurd. Ed tweets, TJ Watt feasts on the weak teams. He's been a non-factor in playoffs and against good teams in big games. Well, no lies told there. Your thoughts on any or all of this, dial four one two three three wxdx I know you don't want to talk about it. Because you're all T.J. Watt fanboys. You're slurping at the altar of the Watt family. You know I'm smarter than you. You know I talk better than you. You know I'm more charismatic than you. You know I'm better looking than you. You know I'm richer than you. You know I'm more famous than you. You know I'm better than you. So you don't call to discuss. Although we had the one guy, one brave soul called yesterday and made a good case. And it was a good call. So given that moving forward, I'm going to expect one good call per day. Perhaps it can be you, 412-333-WXDX. I'm really looking forward to the start of the NFL season more than you'd think. Opening day for almost anything is great. Football season, baseball season, wabbit season, duck season, trout season. And with the NFL, there's a certain pattern and ceremony. 1 p.m. on Sunday, 4 p.m. on Sunday, Sunday night, Monday night. I liked it better when there was no Sunday night. And I never watch Thursdays. But from 1 till 7 on Sunday, you just watch football. And Monday night is such a tradition for me because I'm 60. That goes all the way back to Howard Cosell. So we got week one on Sunday. Well, it starts on Thursday, technically. Right now I'm looking forward, but we'll see how quick I get bored. It's a tasty week one. Cowboys at Tampa on Thursday. That's the most overrated franchise in sports against Tom Terrific. Steelers at Buffalo, Cleveland at Kansas City. And I'm going to tell you right now, son, Cleveland will pull the upset. Write it down. You heard it here. Green Bay at New Orleans. And I will watch the Monday night game, Baltimore at Oakland. Excuse me, Las Vegas, because the Steelers play Vegas in week two. I might even watch Sunday night football. Chicago at the LA Rams. So I can watch the premier defensive talent of his generation, Aaron Donald. Would anybody out there really rather have TJ Watt instead of Aaron Donald? You know what this is like? I saw Jack Ham play his whole career Hall of Famer, Penn State, the Steelers, did a radio show with him, com. I know Jack Ham is the second best outside linebacker of all time. But I also know Lawrence Taylor was better. I know TJ Watt is one heck of a player, I know Aaron Donald is better. Now, does that mean you don't pay T.J. Watt? No, it means I just talk about how much I love Aaron Donald to piss you off. Four one two three three 333 wxdx the number to call. T.J. Watt, all day long, going to talk Steelers with Mike the Corsi at the bottom of the hour. It's the Mark Madden Show at 105.9. From the Century 3 Chevrolet Traffic Center.
1: Already jamming on 28 outbound from Aetna to the Highland Park Bridge, adding an extra 10 minutes to your drive.
0: The rope, the hair, the woo! TX at 105.9. Here's something tonight: hope is true. Uh, Tunchuk's memorial service was today his celebration of life. I couldn't make it because of, well, this. And uh, somebody tweeted, Tunch Elkins kids got a laugh from the crowd when they said even Mark Madden had great things to say about him. I did, and I do. And I'm just very picky. But Tunch certainly checked all the boxes, and uh, that that's nice they said that. That's kind of a jab, I guess, but I don't think it's meant as such, and uh, I love Tunch. Uh, it's time for today's Bucko Roundup. The Pirates beat Detroit yesterday at PNC, six to three. Key Brian Hayes hit leadoff and had three hits. Sada Haru O Jr. had two hits. Cole Tucker had two hits. The bullpen allowed no runs in three innings. The Pirates do it again tonight at PNC against Detroit. Good seats are still available, and that is the Bucko Roundup for September seventh, twenty twenty one. Also, here's the results of my Twitter poll. What is the Pirates' most embarrassing moment this season? Will Craig's blunder at first base was a runaway winner with 71% of the vote. It should have been unanimous. Hayes missing first base checked in at 19%. Defoe mangling the pop-up checked in at 10%. Uh, We're talking TJ Watt. Who do you believe? That's a pretty basic question. Tomlin says... Watt's going to be on the field tomorrow to practice. He's going to play at Buffalo. A deal is imminent. Jerry Dulac of the Post Gazette says that uh, a deal may not be imminent and that the amount of guaranteed money is, as we've thought all along, a stumbling block. Who do you believe? 412333WXDX. 3, 3, 3, Adam Crowley, who's going to join me tomorrow from 4 till 5, he says that they should pay Watt what he wants, that you win by paying great young players. Okay, but you don't do it haphazardly. And I keep seeing that they got so much cap room next year, so why not give Watt what he wants? Well, between Watt and Minka and some people want to sign Joe Hayden too, you'll be amazed at how quickly that cap space disappears. And if they do have a good team next year, but Ben does retire... Why not sign a veteran quarterback? And even though Crowley says you've got to pay great young players, you know what else you could do? You could make Watt play this year under his existing deal, and then boom, franchise, franchise. You can win that way too. But then we wouldn't get to sing Kumbaya. 412-333-WXDX. People just can't get through their heads that TJ Watt isn't a free agent. I keep seeing on Twitter that T.J. Watt has the right to use his leverage to get what he wants. No, he doesn't. Not the right. Next year he will, if then he's a free agent. But not even then, because, like I said, he could get franchised. If you agree with Watt, if you're on his side, that's okay. But let's get the facts of the case right. And he can do the passive holdout, but I feel like his options are limited once you get to a certain point, and that point is right now. I never cease to be amazed by you, the fans, taking the side of the player at the expense of the team. You wanted Ben to take the pay cut, didn't you? But you want Watt to get whatever he wants. 412-333-WXDX. Going to talk about... Uh, T.J. Watt and the Steelers' season and the Steelers' opener with Mike deCourcy of the Sporting News. That's just around the corner here on 105.9 DX.
1: This is Doug Gottlieb. Here's what's trending from the iHeart Sports Network. Presented by Staples Stores. T.J. Watt's expected to put his contract issues aside and... Put the Big Lebowski right. Goodbye. DX at
0: 105.9. Now the T.J. Watt uh, news and innuendo is just pouring in. Somebody said that as far as T.J. Watt's concerned... It's not personal between him and the Steelers. Uh, somebody DM'd me that covers the Steelers. And this is what's great. Guys cover the Steelers, and they won't go with this, but they'll feed it to me. They don't want to rock the boat, but they uh, they certainly don't mind if I do. Remember when Claypool and Minka got in that fight at practice? Apparently, T.J. Watt admonished Claypool, and Claypool screamed back, at least I effing practice. Yikes. And we shouldn't forget that the last time Watts spoke to the media was July 22nd, and he lied then. He said this was not a holdout. I mean, everybody involved with this is a liabetic. Joining me now, a man who always tells the truth, one of our favorites, he's from the Sporting News, he is Mike DeCourcy. Mike, this T.J. Watts stuff's amazing, isn't it? And now uh, everything's leaking, everything's going bad, it seems.
1: Well, I don't think it's amazing. I mean, uh, the fact that look, – look, it comes down to, to uh, what I told you on Twitter three weeks ago. I said it comes down to this. T.J. Watt wants to be a stealer or his agent wants a nice tweet. It, it really comes down to that. Uh, that's that's the, the reality because if he, if he really wants to be a part of this organization, he knows what it stands for and he knows how it operates. I mean, his brother came to town on a $9 million contract a year ago played a dozen games, did not get a yard rushing, not one yard. And they brought him back and made him a captain. I mean, it's, that's how the Steelers work. Uh, they don't just throw people to the side, uh, especially people they have extreme value for. So the idea that there, there's not enough guaranteed money, it's, it's strictly a new cycle construct. It doesn't have any basis in reality. Ask Ben Roethlisberger if he's gotten the money due him. I mean, has there been a nickel left on the table until, until he hit 40? Uh, Cam Hayward got every dollar. When, when Antonio Brown signed his contract in 2014, I believe it was, uh, prior to 2014, uh, during the, after the Mike Wallace holdout, uh, when, when Antonio Brown signed and, and he outperformed that contract immediately. The Steelers started advancing him money they didn't have to do because they knew it was the right thing to do, but they weren't going to renegotiate because that's not their policy. So you uh, you ride with the with the Steelers and their policies, or you ride with hey there's he signed for x number of dollars and x number of that is guaranteed and isn't that cool? That's really the choice that's at play here, and TJ or his agent or whoever is you know driving this particular. Uh, pat pat trolley uh that whoever that is it has to decide which is more important no no you bring up a good
0: point because the steelers don't screw their players the steelers give their players benefit of the doubt. so tj watt it would appear and this is an easy assumption if you pay attention to tj watt he wants that guaranteed money to trump it out of ego
1: he or his agent i, I can't say I, I i haven't spoken to him i don't know who has I, 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 it, it, but that would seem to be based on the reports that are coming out of camp now with Aditi, uh, with Jerry Dulac, uh, the, the those reports suggest that that's the holdup. And if that's the holdup, it's strictly about that tweet. And I kind of think that that's more about, you know, and I, 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 I shouldn't say because I don't know, but I can say that I, that it's really all about that tweet. Uh, that whether it's Adam Schefter sends it out or Ian Rappaport or whoever gets that story sends out that tweet. That's all the value there is in it because the money's going to wind up in your pocket. Anyway, ask Le'Veon Bell, how it works out. If you sit there and you worry about the guarantee, but not about the guarantor.
0: Now, how's this going to work out? What's your prediction? Mike Tomlin said that TJ's going to be practicing tomorrow. He's going to play Sunday. Everything's hunky dory but people like Jerry Dulac and Aditi Kinkabwala are saying exactly the opposite.
1: Well, they're not saying exactly the opposite. They're saying that that's the current status that as of now, that's why there's not a deal. And that may be the holdup to them getting a deal. But if TJ doesn't play, and, and this is, this is true. If TJ doesn't play, he does. First of all, he, you know, he's, he's owed $10 million. What's that? 800 a week. Uh, I, I, I can't do the math now. Cause it's 17 weeks, but it's, close to 800 grand a week somewhere in there. Uh and I know there's a math teacher out there that's going to get mad that I got that wrong. <laughs> uh, but but it's 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 a lot of money. And then in addition to that there's there's the fact that the Steelers can if they wish fine him and I think it's around 45 grand for every day he's not there. And in the old days when you could sort of just say okay that doesn't matter anymore, uh now the rule is that if you do it you have to you have to collect the money. So you don't I don't think you have to impose a fine, but you can. So there's really not much percentage in him refusing to participate. So I, it doesn't seem to make a lot of sense to me at this stage to, to go to the wall for, to the Steelers over that tweet, that guaranteed tweet. Because remember, when the Steelers say they don't or, or when the, 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 the policy says they don't guarantee beyond X year, whatever is first year, second year, whatever they write this they write these contracts so that you have a roster bonus that's guaranteed like on the first day of the league year which is in March or something like that you don't even have you know if you break a fingernail between then and and uh training camp and you can't practice you still get the you still get the roster bonus so the the money is essentially guaranteed anyway it's all just about semantics and then again it all comes down to that news breaking tweet and and how you want to be able to say that you got more guaranteed than Aaron Donald or, or Pat Mahomes or whoever it is.
0: Uh, why not just tell him? Look, you're under contract. Play and then franchise him next year. Well, it, they can do
1: that, and but it but it may come Why not that. do it, Mike? Well, because you're you're tr- for one, you want him as a as based on everything that he's shown you to date, and he's still a young man. You want him guaranteed.
0: Well, we, we thought teams. JJ was a young man at 27, then his body fell
1: apart. Uh, that's that's true, and I can't argue with that. But I also can say that we could say that about every single contract that's ever signed. Uh, that you you just don't know whether the player's body's going to fall apart. But Cam Hayward has played nearly every game, uh, and I think he's on his third deal now. Uh, it, different players, different people, even brothers. Uh, you ju- you just don't know. But TJ's been pretty consistent, and and they're willing to invest in that. And when they invest in that, okay, so. Semantically, they don't guarantee that you know that big payout at, up front. Uh, but it, again, it's about the guarantor. This is how you know, that this is how they do business, and they, are, they have been as honorable as any team in the NFL, if not oh, more the most so. Honorable. More so, Mike. Yeah. So, so you have to understand who you're dealing with. You're not dealing with the with the team that cut Le'Veon Bell in his second season. You're dealing with the team that offered Le'Veon Bell five years and $70 million and got turned down for no really good reason. We're talking to Mike the course of the
0: Sporting News here on the Mark Madden Show. Um, Is Watt truly a generational talent, Mike? Where does he rank right now in the hierarchy of the league's defensive players?
1: I'd say one or two, depending on... I'd probably still stick with Donald at this point. I think TJ had a better year last year and probably should have won the D- uh, Defensive Player of the Year award. But Donald has done what he's done for a longer period of time. It's harder to do to an extent, and I'm not saying that what T.J. does isn't hard to do, but it's harder to be as disruptive as Aaron Donald is from the interior position. Uh, there just aren't many guys like that, just as there weren't many guys like Joe Green once upon a time or Lawrence Taylor in his generation. Uh, there aren't many guys like Aaron Donald. Are there a lot of guys like T.J. Watt? No, very few. Is he generational? If he does for three, four more years what he did for the last three, four years, yes, he's that guy. I don't know that to this point you can say that definitively. But if he does, like I said, another three, four years like this, I mean, you're talking about him with players like Derek Thomas. Uh, and then, you know, I, I don't know that he ever reaches the LT level. That's a total other plane. But he's up there with the best uh, outside linebackers, rush ins, uh, edge guys, whatever you want to call them, uh, w- that have played in, in you know in the uh, modern era.
0: What do the Steelers look like right now for this Buffalo game with no to it, no banner, maybe no what?
1: <laughs> well, I, I, I think based on what uh, Tomlin said today, uh, I think we have to look at it that he's going to be at practice tomorrow and that he's going to play on Sunday. We have to, it, just as we know banner won't play and we know that. To it won't play because they're on IR. Uh, that's a little bit more definitive, but we had a pretty definitive statement from the coach today that he's going to be there. So it will, it'll be really interesting to see, you know, if number ninety's on the field when practice begins tomorrow. I'm going to be on Twitter when uh, when that's scheduled because all the all the people who are who are there uh, will be talking about that. But you know, relative to the Buffalo game, it's a like that's a hard game no matter what. I mean, you go into, you know, as, as someone who follows the team, you go into that thinking, you know, when you look at the whole schedule, that's one that you chalk up as an L uh, in advance and, and hope that maybe that doesn't work out that way.
0: Yeah. Uh, I'm predicting a close game, maybe closer than some would anticipate, but I think the Steelers cover, but I think Buffalo wins. Of course I can revise that depending on what TJ Watt uh, decides to do, but, the guy I'm looking at for Buffalo is Stephon Diggs, Mike. He led the league in receiving yards last year. I'm not sure we talk about him enough. How can the Steelers deal with that guy?
1: Well, I think the first thing that they have to do to deal with him is find a way to keep Allen from, you know, try to, try to be able to get to him without him getting away. Uh, if If they can't do that, if they can't pressure him and contain him, Diggs will get open eventually. And so that means being disruptive, uh, it, it, and, and it, without, you know, without allowing him to get outside. And that's not easy to do. So some of it's going to have to come through the middle. It, it, Hayward in particular, uh, uh it, it really has to have a good game. Uh, Wormley players like that have to be strong up front and, and at the very least create room for the others to get in. Uh, you know, without a to it, who, who is the kind of player, not to the Donald level, but, a level below that, who can get in through the inside and create havoc? That's not easily replaced. They don't have that, so it's going to have to come uh, from the outside for the most part, and and from uh, uh, from maybe some disguised blitzes and that sort of thing. It, 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 ha- it, it really starts with that because if they can't get to to Allen uh, and contain him, uh, I, I eventually Diggs is going to get open against anybody's secondary. Excuse me, he's that good. How good is that
0: Steelers defense, really? Because they got a ton of playmakers, but they got some holes too, don't they?
1: Well, I you know I think that they have depth holes. Uh, you know I, when they get into sub packages, there's there's uncertainty about how that works. Uh, but if if Schobert is reasonably good, if Bush is reasonably Bush, uh, though that's where the real concern is is th- those two inside linebackers. How close to Devin Uh, The real Devin is, is he now Uh, not everybody uh, comes racing back from an ACL tear at their prior level. Uh, And then of course, Schobert's still sort of adjusting uh, to what the Steelers need from him. Uh, That's where the real concern is. I, I don't have concern about the safety position. I think the corner position can be solid because they have a lot of different guys. They can throw at it. Even Justin Lane didn't play badly in exhibition season that's been one of the less discussed aspects of what we what we in the public were able to see uh is that he was reasonably good again it wasn't against for the most part starters but he showed good signs he made some some nice plays and that gives you you know in addition to Pierre in addition to the, the player you brought in for trade uh, if Lane is capable that gives you another person uh that possibly can play that outside position
0: What's your prediction for the Steelers' record, Mike? Because even if, you know, Watt does sign and they stay relatively healthy, that is a brutal schedule. I think it's by far the toughest in the league. I see eight or nine games they probably should lose unless, like I said, things go perfectly.
1: Yeah, you know, I think some of that also depends on the development of Cincinnati and Cleveland. Uh, There's an assumption that Cleveland has turned a corner. I'm not sure that I'm willing to buy that given that they lost to the Jets. Uh, with the playoffs on the line last year and then barely beat uh, a Mason Rudolph-led Steelers team in the finale to clinch. So I'm not convinced of that, and, and I'm not totally sold on the Bengals yet either. Uh, so some of it depends on that, and some of it also depends on what goes on in Baltimore. I mean, they they lost their second running back uh, to a season-ending in- injury. Yeah, two of their uh, top
0: three are out now.
1: Yeah, I mean, it, you know, running backs are somewhat serve, somewhat uh, replaceable, but, you know, ask the Steelers how that went, uh, last year when, uh, when, when you, you start, when James Conner started to get hurt and now you're going to Betty Snell. That didn't go so well. I mean, it's not as easy to run the ball as you think if the blocking's not totally there. So I, I, we'll see whether or not, uh, uh, the, the Ravens are still the Ravens, uh, that they were a year ago, two years ago. I, I think the Steelers can come out with a winning record. I think they can contend for the division title, but that the, the strength of the schedule, as you mentioned, is daunting, and that that you know that that does dim some of the optimism that you'd otherwise have going into the year with the players they have available.
0: Who's the best team in the AFC? Because it is a pretty good conference this year, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I, I'd still say Kansas City. They uh, they they've, you know they've got some concerns on their offensive line as well, uh, but when you've got a quarterback as mobile uh as Mahomes it, it it mitigates that because if you if you get pressure on him it's it's still it's so hard to keep him totally under wraps he he you know i talked about keeping allen uh in the in in the pocket and that sort of thing um, you know mahomes is a step too uh faster quicker more elusive than even allen is uh and and more creative as well so uh, i think that even with with the offensive line problems that they have I still think they're the dominant team in in the conference.
0: Now the big question, Mike, is how the freak could Liverpool not score against ten men for an entire half?
1: <laughs> that that would have <laughs> well, been it, big three and zero and a win over Chelsea. That would have been big. It would have, but as you as you saw as well on uh, Monday night in in the U.S. Canada game. When a team is completely sold on bunkering and, and, and really has very little interest in anything other than the, you know, the, the fortunate break that they might get on, off a turnover, it's, it's not easy to break that down. And it's frustrating and it's disappointing, uh, when it happens, but it, it's, it's, you know, if a team is not interested in playing, that's often the result. I mean, you go back to 2014, uh, with the, you know, with Chelsea uh and the and the Gerard slip i mean that they, they it's it's hard to break that down no matter how many different offensive talents and how many different op- occasions you throw at it uh it's just not easy to do mike great
0: stuff enjoy week one and we'll
1: talk again soon i hope absolutely mark anytime
0: that is the great mike the course check out his work at the sporting news we got stan saverin the godfather next hour uh tj watt tomlin says he's going to sign Jerry Dubak and Adidi Kinkabwala aren't so sure. And I think it's great either way. Actually, there's one way. I don't know. I mean, give the guy what he wants. He's great. Let's all be happy. 105.9, the X.
1: This is Brent Musburger's V Action Update on iHeartMedia
0: Pittsburgh. Now, here are the latest lines from my guys in the desert. The Pirates with a 6-3. There, my friend. That's asking for trouble. The X at 105.9. Well, you know the situation Mike Tomlin says TJ Watt's going to be at practice tomorrow and likely to play Sunday Jerry Dulac and Aditi Kinkabwala say the guaranteed money's a big hold up they don't seem nearly as optimistic what's going to happen there's also a report that it's personal now that Watt's pissed at the Steelers and Mike he made a great point He said the Steelers hold on to people. They don't cut them haphazardly. They don't bilk them out of that non-guaranteed money. And he cited what they did with Antonio Brown. How they advanced him money, how they moved it up because it was the right thing to do. How they've always done right by their players, and they have. Tell me one time the Steelers screwed a player. Tell me one time, seriously, tell me one time a player could have felt he got screwed. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. Now, here's two questions that need answered. One is, why are you on T.J. Watt's side, if you are, because he does have a contract and because you did root for the team against Le'Veon Bell? And two, what should T.J. Watt get paid? Giving him $1 million guaranteed seems a bit much. It's quarterback money for an edge rusher, and even more nuts given the Steelers' long standing financial policies that apply here. And if I could trade Watt for a cornerback of the same value or a left tackle, I would. And the Steelers never guarantee money past the first year. Aaron Donald got $50 million guaranteed when he signed in 2018. His average annual value is 22.5 mil, but the next contract is always going to be bigger. The price tag always goes up. Maybe giving Watt what he wants is inevitable. Ed Bouchette says TJ Watt probably won't play much Sunday at Buffalo, even if he does sign this week. Will Watt playing just a bit or will his absence affect Sunday's result at Buffalo and How long will Watt kind of be behind the times? Of course, the big question has always been, why wasn't this solved weeks ago? We've known for months when the season opener was, September 12th at Buffalo, it's not like it snuck up. T.J. Watt's a great player. Arguably the best edge rusher in the NFL. But not Defensive Player of the Year, not Aaron Donald, not a generational talent. Not a good playoff track record. A generation isn't just one or two good years. TJ Watt ain't Mean Joe Green. And I would not give Mean Joe Green in the league, in his prime, today, quarterback money. We always say to the team, just pay him already. Well, you do, I don't, but that's what's being said. But when is the offer good enough? And the player should just sign already. A guy on Twitter suggested $21 million average annual value, 60 million, excuse me, 60% guaranteed. Sounds fair. But this ain't about fair, like the course he said, this is about the ego stroke of saying I got the most. Big guarantee top defensive money ever. It's not about football. It for sure is not about football. 412-333-WXDX is the number to call. we got Jesse and Mark on hold. We'll get to them in a minute. Uh, Just around the corner, I'm going to move on from TJ Watt a little bit and talk about the Steelers' matchup with Buffalo on Sunday. Because they are going to play regardless of what happens with TJ Watt's contract. It's The Mark Madden Show, 1059 X.
1: It's Abby. Music in the morning. What? what? Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On the X at 1059.